the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, it's an old word we don't use much these days, but the Bible uses it a lot. Prudence. Let's talk about it. Of the 22 times the Bible uses the word prudence, 12 of them can be found in Proverbs alone, which is why we'll spend our time there today and tomorrow here on Times of Refreshing, Ministry of the Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. So prudence, just exactly what is it? Well, it's marked by wisdom or judiciousness. It's circumspect. So are we just that, wise, judicious? Well, let's talk about that as we survey the book of Proverbs today. Here with today's edition of Times of Refreshing, our teacher and pastor, with a look at prudence, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. I want to take some time, and I, and I want to really just teach on something that I haven't shared uh, with you all before, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's just a, a good message that God's been stirring me up about. I want to talk to you guys about the word prudence. To be prudent. You know, I've been studying the book of Proverbs and really just taking my time in there and having a lot of fun, digging around. And I kept coming across the word prudent. Prudent. And uh, that's just the title of my, my message, Prudence. But I, I kept coming across this word. And this word is, is mentioned 22 times in the Bible, but it is mentioned 12 times, 12 of those 22 times in the book of Proverbs alone. And so oftentimes when you see something like that reoccurring in a book, in a passive scripture, or in a chapter, you have to really ask yourself, okay, what is God trying to convey here? And try to see the importance of what God is why God is using this word. Why is he using this word so much? Why is this word so important? So I looked at this word, this word prudence in the Hebrew. It means to be crafty. It means to be shrewd. And then I want you to pay close attention to this word. It means to be sensible. It means sensible. And we're going to see this later on, but sensible, to have sense. This word can have a positive or negative connotation. In a positive connotation, it is understood as being prudent. It is understood as being prudent, this particular Hebrew word. Like I stated, it's 22 times in the Bible, 12 of which are in the book of Proverbs. And so when we think about this, we have to understand that Jesus said for us to be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. When we're navigating in the world, God wants us to be spiritual people, 
that have sense. When you gave your life to Christ, you didn't lose your mind. God renews your mind. He renews you in the spirit of your mind. He begins to transform you by the renewing of your mind. And so God, he begins to take his thoughts and make them your thoughts. What he sees, what he knows, what he perceives, what he understands, what he's thinking, he begins to share that with you. And then you and I, we begin to do the things that he would do in a situation. We become prudent people. We become people that understand the value of being shrewd when it comes to business. When you hear the word shrewd, and we're going to see this later on in the book of Luke, when we hear the word shrewd, we often, often think just the negative side of it, not understanding it's the person that's, that's, that's smart at making business decisions. It's a person that, is, that sometimes has to be forceful to a point to accomplish the task that God is asking them to accomplish. And we're going to see this as we go through for the, with the Scripture. It means to be sensible, that we are people of good sense. We don't just go off making rash decisions or decisions based on emotions and feelings and just what would be nice. We're not driven by our lustful desires and passions. We sit down and we're able to, to think about what we're going to do and to process the information, and allow the Holy Spirit to put the brakes on us when we need to put the brakes on. Amen? And allow the Holy Spirit to get involved in our deliberations so that we're constantly making decisions that, that are according to God's will. Now, they may not always make sense to the world, but when it comes to God, they make perfect sense. It didn't make sense to build an ark, Noah, why would you do that? You haven't even seen rain. But it made perfect sense because he was in tune with God. And when we look back and we look back and we say, well, duh, of course he should have did that. But we never would have thought that if we would have been in his day. But he was making wise decisions based on God's influence in his life. And it's the same thing that we have to do on our day-to-day -day life. I am the type of person I love. I'll prophesy with the best of them. I love getting inspired by God, casting devils out, doing all this stuff. But saints, we got to learn to live life and to do it in a sensible way so that we're constantly prospering and being blessed and that God is is orchestrating, and we're going to see the power of God and the miracles and God doing things. This morning, we, see, we saw God do something powerful in reaching people right here, just through worship. But then when we get up, we got to go out, and we got to pay our bills. We got to love our spouses. We got to take care of our kids. We got to mow the lawn and take out the trash. Can I have an Amen. And take a shower and comb our hair. Get your nails done. And go shopping. Woohoo! But even when we do that, we do it in a sensible way. Because we're learning to be practical as we go through life. I want to show you a few benefits of this word through Scripture that will really, really, really bless you. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 16. It says here in verse 16, it says, a fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame. 
Now, listen to the Revised Standard Version of this translation. It says, the vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent man ignores an insult. Ignores an insult. Look what it says in the uh, American Baptist translation. It says, the fool's anger is known the same day, but a shrewd man conceals an affront. So when he says here, a fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame, what he's basically saying is, I'm not going to allow shame to come upon me to cause me to react to what you've just done for me, to me. I'm not going to respond to the shame that I may feel at that moment. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to deal with it, but I'm not going to be a fool and just go off on you. A prudent man is able to stop and say, that's not good sense for me to go off on my employer right now. A, it, a prudent man is able to manage his emotions. A prudent woman of God is able to manage her emotions so that she does not allow the insult to cause her to respond like a fool. It covers shame. I may feel shame, but I don't allow shame to reveal it, this, this feeling that I have now, to reveal itself, and I don't allow the insult to expose something in me that, that, well, I'll say it like this. I don't allow what's coming at me to get the best of me. You can conceal an insult. You can feel a hit and not respond. Imagine how Jesus must have felt when they pulled out his beard and they mocked him. And he sat there and he didn't say a word. That's prudence. That's being sensible. That's saying this, if I respond the wrong way, it's going to destroy my testimony. It's going to destroy everything that I'm trying to build. And every way in which I'm trying to teach humanity how to respond to adversity. And Jesus, he stood there and he didn't say a word. When he could have said a word. But he didn't. But it takes prudence to be able to sit back and know when you should say something and when you should hold your peace. This is what prudence is being prudent is all about. It's, it's a part of that is understanding to be sensible. Now, I'm not going to say none. Now, I haven't forgot about it. And I'm going to deal with it, but I'm not going to respond in that manner. And for all of us, we have to learn this. Has there, is there anybody in this room that's ever flew off the handle? Come on, don't lie in the house of God. Everybody's hand should have been up. Shouldn't be lying anyway. The worst lie is a lie to you, lie to yourself. We, we fly off the handle, we do stuff, and we look back, and, and I love what he says here. He says, a fool's wrath is known at once. There's some people that you get around and you know that it's a short fuse. Don't mess with Brother Joey, man. Because he'll fight. What? That's not a prudent person. And that kind of person says, listen, they go from job to job to job, from relationship to relationship to relationship, and everybody's the problem except who? Look at your neighbor and tell him he's not talking about you, is he? Some of y'all, some of y'all was looking around like. <laughs> We're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this. 
We're going to get through this. And so we see very clearly here, for all of us, we have to know if we're going to be prudent, one of the, the characteristics of a prudent person is a person that covers shame, that's, that doesn't allow shame to overtake them to the point that they respond wrong. They don't allow insults to cause them to respond wrong. You can be upset. Jesus told the woman who brought her daughter to be delivered and to be set free. He called her in, in no uncertain terms. He called her a dog, but she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the children's table. She didn't get offended. Most of us would have got offended and missed out on our blessing, but she didn't get offended. She sat right there and got her blessing because she was prudent. Can I have an amen? Let's go to Proverbs chapter 12. Let's look at verse 23. This is also a really good one. It says here, he says, a prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. A prudent man, a shrewd, crafty, sensible person in a positive sense, a sensible person conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. I want you to look at the American translation. It says, a man of sense conceals what he knows but fools proclaim their folly a man of sense conceals what he knows but fools proclaim their folly the taylor translation says a wise man doesn't display his knowledge but a fool displays his foolishness have you ever got around a person that just talks too much they just won't stop they love the lord they're filled with the Holy Spirit, and they, 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 they mean well, but they don't know how to turn the valve off. And praise the Lord. I mean, we love, I love people, but there's, but there's a place where we have to learn that a person of prudence, a, a prudent person, is willing to conceal knowledge. You don't have to impress everyone with what you know. And that's what happens. People want to be impressive. I mean, think about Peter. Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration. He comes down. He's on all of his glory. And the splendor of God is there. He's revealing his person to the disciples. And Peter stands up. He says, Master, should we not make three tabernacles? One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Blah, 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 blah. And then God the Father said, this is my beloved son. He said, hear ye him. This is what we do sometimes. We want to be impressive. We want to, we want to, we want to appear a certain way. So we, we, and we were taught this in school. We're taught this in college. And, and the most impressive person is a person that seems to know everything. But you don't know everything. And sometimes the great, the quickest way to show yourself to be a fool is by your continual speaking, it'll come out. Because all of us can look good for a moment. A fool can look good for a moment. But just let him keep talking. And so all of us, we have to learn. This is why I love this. A prudent man conceals knowledge. A prudent man is able to sit back and conceal what he knows and not feel the pressure 
to have to say something to be impressive. We have to learn this, that it's not just we want people that when we open our mouth to speak, that they sense the wisdom of God. That they sense. Now, let me say this to y'all, because sometimes you all may take my messages just a little too far. I'm not telling y'all not to talk. People come here on Sunday morning, they won't even want to say hallelujah anymore. No, we want to talk, and I, but I'm saying this. Speak with purpose and then also understand that there's no need for you to try to be impressive with people. Let your motivation, let my motivation be right. And for us, he's saying, a prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. It comes out on the television, in the media. You see it. Man, what did that guy just say? And you know it's just foolishness. It comes out of people's hearts. For us, we want to be people that allow the Holy Spirit to get a hold of our tongues, and that prudence becomes a part of our lifestyle. So whether we're in the school, whether we're in business, whether we're going through life, whatever it is, that we are prudent people. Can I have an amen? Let's go to Proverbs chapter 14, and let's look at this. So we want to be people that are judicial with our knowledge and know when to speak and how to speak under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 8, look at this. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of the fools is deceit. Look at this translation. The Moffat translation says, shrewd men are wise in grasping their affairs, but the folly of fools leads him astray a shrewd man shrewd men are wise in grasping their affairs but the folly of a fool leads him astray the american translation says the wisdom of a man of sense enables him to understand his way but the folly of fools misleads them so we want to be people of sense this is about prudence having sense about being shrewd, understanding our affairs. And, and I think what happens when we sit back and we allow the Holy Spirit once again in our deliberations, we start making, consistently making good decisions because we're being sensible and we're letting the Holy Spirit lead us. And like I said before, not our emotions and not our feelings. But the folly of fools leads people astray. But the folly of fools, it says, is deceit. The enemy will bring foolish people into our lives to lead us astray. And if we're not prudent, we'll just listen to anything that sounds good, but it's not good for us. And we see this happening, not just, you know, and, and I want to just say this as Christians. We shouldn't, be, we shouldn't be dumb and ignorant and foolish and just listening to what everybody says because we want to be nice. We have to look at people and say, man, no, I'm not buying that. No. But what we do, well, maybe it's the Lord. And maybe, maybe you seem like you're so nice. What, you think the devil has a pitchfork and horns? 
No. The devil will deceive you with a smile on his face. Jesus was betrayed with a kiss. And we have to be wise enough to say, man, you may be nice, but you're going down the wrong road. I'm not getting involved in business with you. Can I have an amen, y'all? And we have to learn that it's not just the money. A lot of times we're just following the dollars. It's not just the dollars and comfort. It's, is this the wise thing to do? Because I don't want to be a person that's found here, but the folly of fools is deceit. A person is deceitful, and they, and they draw Christians into a trap. And we don't want to be individuals like this. We want to be prudent. We want to understand our way. And he says this because God has given us wisdom, the wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. Shrewd men are wise in grasping their affairs. I want to handle my affairs with wisdom, and God is going to give me wisdom, and I'm going to become a prudent person with with my affairs, because ultimately they're not just my affairs, they're God's affairs. Can I have an amen? Let's go to Proverbs chapter 14. Let's look at verse 15. Now look at this. It says, the simple or ignorant, this is translated in the, Greek, in the Hebrew, the simple or ignorant believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. That I'm not just making a step just because I'm making a step. I'm considering well my steps and my ways. This is what the prudent person does. But the simple believes every word. And and an ignorant person will do that. They don't want to put the time in. They don't want to wait. They just sign it. And for us, we don't want to be like that. As saints of God, we want to be people that say, hey, well, hold on. I'm going to be patient with this. I'm not rushing to this. And this is one of the big things. People will try to pressure. Whenever I feel somebody trying to pressure me, then I put the brakes on. Now, why are you trying to pressure me to do that? Because God God wants to lead us, and there are times like David. David would be in the midst of the most pressure-filled situation. He literally had kings trying to kill him, chop his head off, take his family Destroy the nation of Israel. He had these people coming, bearing down upon him. Multiple kings. And the Bible says that he was stop and inquire of the Lord. He was stop and just ask God, what should I do? Just think if we would do that, how many, how much pain we could avoid in life. If we stop, stop, I know you cute, but stop. I know I've been single for a while, but stop. I know I like this house, but stop. I know they keep calling me because I went to the dealership one time and mistakenly gave them my email. But do what? We got to learn to stop. And inquire of the Lord. And this is, what, this is what people of prudence, this is what they do. And all of us, we have to learn and, and, and have this value in us and not just receive everything. The simple, it says here, I, I, 
believes every word. But the prudent considers well his steps. That I'm, I'm, I'm in this journey with God, and I want to consider well every step along the way with God. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925-292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. And obviously, you're welcome to join us on our website, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net, and you can email us from that website as well. Now, as you visit our website, we do have other resource materials available, our online store, past sermons are available, as well as a COVID-19 update. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, at least until May 1st, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, again, thewellchurch.net. Or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful during this challenging time with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we're praying and standing on His truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.